0: Hello, welcome to Gentlemen Don't Get Caught, it's a podcast about the music of R.E.M. I'm Lynn, and I'm here with my friend. Ali. Indeed. Not that your name is Ali, indeed. I was just sort of <laughs> agreeing with you.
1: That is my name.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Fair enough. Things <laughs> yeah. have changed rapidly.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. what strange currency. Strange currency.
0: track six on Monster. Here we go.
1: Yes. What is a strange currency that you've used, Lynn? he said um, in a really cheesy I know, attempt. I feel like to...
0: anything I say, this is going to sound kind of xenophobic. It is.
1: Yeah, I set you... I I set the, the strangest tra-
0: currency that I have used, Scottish pounds.
1: Excellent.
0: <laughs> no offence,
1: Scotland. <laughs> That's a thing, actually. A, a weird thing for non-UK listeners is that the banknotes in Scotland, there are different ones that aren't the ones that are from england they're still correct it's still the same kind of money it's the the same money it's the same currency it's just it looks different and literally when i came back from visiting you in scotland i came back with some scottish 10 pound notes in my wallet because i'm old school and still carry cash (laughs) sometimes Traitor to my generation that I am. And, yeah, like, one shop who will remain nameless, they wouldn't take it. They were just like, I don't know what this is. I was like, it's Scottish money. It is valid cu- currency. And they were just like, nope. And was yeah, it a big chain? Uh, I don't think so, no. Okay,
0: because I'm like, it's the kind of thing that I can imagine that small shops down south, as it were, might not take. But um, I would have thought, like, big shops would take it.
1: Yeah, yeah. It is one, it is one of those, like... You should get out more. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, the first time I ever saw Scottish currency, I was working when I was in sixth form on a Saturday job mm. at an un, unnamed major British department store chain. Um, and that was the first time we saw Scottish money. And I was, I, I'm was, pretty sure the first time I saw it, I was like, I don't know what this is. It
1: was like, uh, uh, yeah. Like, I think had it been a teenager who was just like young and callow as as you were i would have been but i was kind of like it is valid currency and then they were just like no still can't take it i was like fine i'm not gonna press the issue i didn't say that (laughs) (laughs) because that would have been really like (laughs) i don't know just weird and kind of borderline rude but
0: no i see what you mean (laughs)
1: it just was like oh, for goodness sake
0: we live in a weird country ali we we do live That's in a weird country a
1: weird composite country yep tell <laughs> tell you what again <laughs> we're doing it For the second episode running, just beating around the bush and not talking about the episode. But I have started probably last three, four months listening to the New Statesman podcast, which Mm -hmm. I'm hoping they will do a reciprocal plug, plug because it's only fair. (laughs) But yeah, they were doing they're they're doing a new series on like devolution matters, Mm -hmm. and I was kind of like, huh, that is especially interesting now that I know someone who actually lives in a bit of the UK that isn't England. So yeah, plug for the new statesman podcast though, cool. if you're eager. So um for, I was I was gonna yeah. say
0: the song, I'm happy to get to it because I like Yes, okay.
1: It. Yeah. Okay, roll, roll with it. Uh roll with it. Keep rolling, rolling, like it. rolling.
0: It's kind of it's Sorry kind of, that
1: was appalling. It's,
0: it's 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 lower key, it's it's a bit more straightforward, it's a bit mm. of a mid album slowdown.
1: Yes. It's definitely a change of pace to the previous track.
0: Slowdown slightly melancholic love song
1: yes i think that's i think that's a good label
0: thanks yeah so that's right here they've still kept the uh guitar distortion pedal going
1: yes yeah They didn't
0: disconnect that they've
1: they've toned they've toned it down compared to the previous tracks but it's still like no no this is monster and monster's (laughs) thing is that we have to have some growl on the guitars
0: yes i feel like they've really turned it down on the vocals
1: Mm, yes, much more than
0: the instrumentation, because
1: you can actually hear them this time.
0: Yes, or, you can actually or you make can... out most of what Michael Stipe is saying.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I should I should correct myself. It's not that you couldn't hear them before; it's just you because they were buried enough in the mix. You mm-hmm. knew that they you could hear that they were there. Just it was kind of hard to pick out what he was actually saying. Whereas this is mm-hmm. much much clearer and higher up in the mix. So that's what the song is. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about it?
0: Uh, I feel quite affectionate towards this song.
1: And that's partly
0: because when I was first exposed to this album as a young, foolish, just about teenager, Mm. maybe. Maybe I wasn't even a teenager. Maybe I was just nearly a teenager. I don't know. it's It's got that sort of like, at its heart, quite a sort of pop. Not in an upbeat way, but just in that fairly straightforward sort of saddish love songy kind of thing going on and i think i think i found that when i was younger like quite appealing Mm.
1: to me it almost feels like a, apart from the production elements of like the fuzzy guitar that we've mentioned Mm -hmm. it almost feels and i'm not really an expert at all on music from this period but it kind of feels like a throwback to like a 50s kind of pop ballad
0: okay yeah, I mean, I'm being naive and assume that those are all upbeat, but then I'm thinking of a lot of, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. country music and stuff that sounded <laughs> upbeat, but it was in fact all about murder and, and having <laughs> affairs.
1: Yeah, I guess I'm thinking of something, someone like Roy Orbison or something. Oh, okay, yeah, um, the k- kind of like, as you say, like melancholy mm-hmm. love song, and and I maybe that's why I feel like it's like musically, it feels a bit like phoned in and unimaginative and very conventional
0: yeah it does it does feel very conventional i was going to say for this album but just i think for rem in general
1: hmm for for the a note about the bridge that i have it's like a lot of rem bridges especially in their earlier earlier in their career are kind of like you know there's going to be one but it goes mm. in it goes in an a sort of unexpected way odd direction yeah whereas this is exactly how a bridge in a song of this kind would be it's very predictable yeah.
0: yes i don't think there's much surprising about it at all really mm. or the thing that's surprising about it is that it's an R.E.M. song that sounds like this yes <laughs> maybe um so i think it's something i'm quite i have quite a lot of affection for and most of that is historic or possibly nostalgic even, nostalgic yeah um And I do think it works quite well for what it is.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) Which is quite a straightforward song.
1: Yes, I think...
0: But, you know, I'm not going to defend it for being particularly novel or exciting.
1: Yeah, but I think you've hit the nail on the head there in that, like, I'm being kind of harsh about it, but I should remember the, you know, the classic rule of reviewing anything is you should be trying to identify what it's setting out to do and going is it succeeding at its stated goal yeah. rather than is it the thing you wanted it to be because i always yes. want things to be a slightly kooky weird indie rock song and when r e m who are normally very good at delivering those deliver me something that's in quite a standard looking package i'm just like hey this is not what i ordered from you it's just like yeah ali we don't care we felt like doing this for change
0: <laughs> i think that's entirely fair so and, and the thing that i struggle to do sometimes too and maybe just find it easier here because like you say there's like there's like an element of affection that was pre-baked into my thoughts on this song but um
1: yeah, what I will say is that the is that the vocals are the highlight, like where the music feels kind of very unassuming. And as I said, like if I was being uncharitable, phoned in, the mm-hmm. vocals are certainly not. Okay, um, it's very plaintive, and it it definitely feels very sincere, and like he's really. I mean, maybe not. Maybe that's all <laughs> all a pose as well. But it's like. Mm-hmm. Like that's the most effective element of the song, and I f- kind of feel like the backing vocals is just kind of getting out of the way. of is just like a, it's just a back. It li- like it literally is just the backing. Yeah. <laughs> so that this was isn't an acapella song, mm-hmm. which I think would possibly, I think I would like it less if it was just just this vocal performance on its own. Yeah. You just went, yeah, we recorded it with backing music, and then we just dropped the backing music out. I think that would be <laughs> a bit of a hard listen. Um, What about the lyrics themselves? Do we have anything interesting to say about that?
0: Uh, I do agree that the most interesting thing about them is the way in which they're sung,
1: uh, that it does come yes. across with a
0: lot of sincerity. It's like sincerity and sort of drama, but without being, I don't know, perhaps melodramatic or operatic. Mm. It, like, it doesn't Take it that far, and I think in this context that makes it more effective rather than I yeah, know, parodic. <laughs> it seems more sincere than it could have been.
1: Yes, yeah, because you could definitely like read these words out in quite a sarcastic way, mm-hmm. and they could have been read as like that being intentional. Yeah, because uh, it is again, it this nothing in it that's kind of like like, there's no none of their kind of like characteristically like interesting turns of phrase it's again it's very conventional it kind of feels like almost anybody could have written this who's kind of gone through like the how to write a pop ballad you know 101 class Mm -hmm. (laughs) but so that is that does make it kind of like a weird sort of interesting exercise for them to do as a mm-hmm. band it feels almost like i don't know This sounds so, this is so pretentious but like it's a thought experiment <laughs> like what if <laughs> what if we we're kind of known for being this kind of band we're what like seven albums in <laughs> and we're just going to we just instead of being weird and interesting we're going to try and be as conventional and by the book as we possibly can, and still hopefully produce something good, and I feel like they sort of half succeeded. And it definitely, I think it fits nicely in the album, but just like if you were to is- isolate isolate it completely on its own, it doesn't stand up to much scrutiny.
0: No, I think that's fair.
1: Yeah. But... <laughs> so I feel like <laughs> I feel like I'm being kind of uh, mean about a song that you have you no, have well feelings towards. no because
0: i i i think all of your criticisms are valid and i don't really like disagree with them i just sort of like it yeah <laughs> to an extent in spite of that um because i think it has enough sort of redeeming qualities but um, is it but like don't the worry. way that I this feel. is this is not like oh i just really attached <laughs> i think this song is brilliant in every way and you're just like no actually actually
1: actually <laughs> Hello, my name's Ali, and I am here to spit on your childhood <laughs> or your early adolescence. No, but maybe it's maybe it's a bit like maybe I'm sure in a less extreme way. If I if, like, I am very affectionate about the Wayne's World films because <laughs> I I experience them when they are supposed to be experienced, i.e., in my kind of early to mid teens when. that's... Okay. <laughs> you know, that... Well, I'm f- happy
0: to slag off Wayne's World if you want me to. <laughs> Fe-
1: f- yeah, I mean, feel free. Feel free, like...
0: Uh, so it's been a long time since I saw either Wayne's World film, but...
1: And we all we all know that, well, both of our loyalties are really in the Bill and Ted camp, but...
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's Ooh. something we can always agree on. We can always come back to you.
1: Nil. nilla, 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 nilla.
0: I think I, I probably saw it before Wayne's World, but it must have been a vaguely similar type. And I think I just I don't know. I never really established an affection for Wayne's World in the same way that I did as Bill and Ted. But like you say, maybe it depends on where you saw them. Yeah. I think perhaps the thing that that differs is that, barring a couple of scenes, I think Bill and Ted holds up <laughs> in the way that I'm not sure Wayne's World does hold up so much. Mm. But who knows? Maybe I'm wrong.
1: Yes. Let us know, listeners. Mm. <laughs> Are you in? I'm the Bill and Ted away camp?
0: for uh, <laughs> watching Strange Days, which is a lot, and so it's taking me a while to get through it. But it's all right; it's interesting.
1: I don't think I even know what that it's, is.
0: I know I had to buy it on physical media, Alley for the first time in like three or four years, because <laughs> it's not available on streaming. It's not even available on streaming to rent.
1: Okay, is this um? Because I I think I know of a movie called Strange Days that has Rafe Fiennes in it. Yes,
0: that is the film you're thinking of. 1996 is Catherine Bigelow directed, James Cameron written Strange Days.
1: I am aware of this thing, but I have not seen it. (laughs) I mainly know it as a poster. And I'm kind of like, huh, Ray Fiennes played a rock star. That seems very...
0: Yeah, well, this is the thing that I found really bizarre when I was looking for it, because I was trying to catch up on like essential 90s films I'd not Mm. seen. And and well early 2000s, in nineties into early two thousands, that kind of thing. Um but yeah, I was shocked for like all of the names that are attached to it. Uh Ray finds Angela Bassett and then they like, say Catherine Bigelow and James Cameron. And it's like not available digitally. Yeah. At all.
1: Yeah, that sort of implies that like maybe commercially commercially it just sank like. Yeah, a stone. I think
0: it was a flop, yeah. At the time.
1: Certainly a curio.
0: Indeed. Um but just it reminded me uh partly because um I've not sat down and watched John Mnemonic, another Keanu Reeves joint. Mm.
1: Um,
0: yeah, which... As everyone calls them. <laughs> As everyone calls them. So um, I this is another piece of history. And I believe it's set in 2021, so I need to get it done before the year's out.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, I, I, I forget what I was listening to just the other day that pointed out that, like, Blade Runner is in the past.
0: 2019, yeah. I know. November 2019. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but the book is the book do andrew stream of electric sheep Was set in like is it the 90s is it 99 or like 6 i don't know or something? I've, I... it's something crazy
1: you you are far better read than me lynn because you're only only in
0: don't. that kind of sci-fi thing but i think it's like the late 90s and then they they set the film back because right. by the 80s by the time they filmed blade runner 15 years after the book came out
1: that was a bit too a, a bit too well that's kind of around the corner exactly yeah well it's, it's when like terminator 2 is like 1997 it's like you set this in 19 you you made this film to come out in 1991 <laughs> and the big event happens in 1997
0: <laughs> yeah it's crazy it's weird <laughs>
1: anyway. no,
0: it makes, no it just makes me feel a bit it makes me feel a bit sad because you look at all this stuff and and obviously it felt like technology and things was moving so quickly mm. that Even though, you know, a lot of these things we've talked about, books and films, weren't meant to be an entirely realistic depiction of the future. You know, you got to a stage where people are being like, oh yeah, 30, 40 years in the future, like, things will be radically different. And then it just... I look back and you feel like the last 10, 15, 20 years, it doesn't feel like much has changed.
1: Which is weird, because in a lot of ways it really has. It's just just been in kind of quite mundane ways.
0: Mm. Yeah, I think that's the difference. Um, Not these kind of big technological um i was gonna say leaps but you know what i mean like you say it's been more mundane perhaps more subtle and boring quotidian
1: i i I think i think some of it comes from the fact that the big technological changes in like the mid 20th century were just like on huge scales yes (laughs) like you're talking about atomic bombs and space travel and it's kind of like
0: yeah quite
1: (laughs) by comparison to that like social media is kind of like that's kind of a bit mundane on the other hand yeah when you we put put social media in the uh, up against like intercontinental ballistic missiles you're like oh, yeah maybe it isn't so bad <laughs> it's <laughs> all a question of perspective
0: <laughs> maybe it is a question of perspective
1: <laughs> on the yeah, day of recording crazy. just to give the game away uh Nadine Dorries has been talking about how she wants uh, how social media is a really pernicious influence on everyone's lives and it's kind of like well that is a reasonably you know fair point but also you kind of undermine yourself when you've got a history of being a, an internet troll yourself yeah yeah hopefully Life. by the time this comes out she will no longer be culture secretary but i suspect that's too much to hope for
0: smash the system
1: etc <laughs> the perennial refrain yeah
0: yeah quite
1: yep or at the very least abolish the Tories. Right. <laughs> on that on that not entirely that connected note, to the song. No, about. not
0: particularly, but that's fine. Uh it's well yeah, Strange Currencies. Maybe that's the other link. Yeah. Strange Days. It's just a similar title. It's very prosaic. <laughs> just like the last fifteen years or so. Uh. But there you go. Nothing feels exciting anymore and it makes me sad. <laughs> oh Maybe man. that's just getting older.
1: Just making it making it bleaker and bleak.
0: Yeah one of those days i guess right um okay thanks for listening everyone uh listen to something more uplifting before going about your day because i don't want to ruin it for you
1: right all right we're hanging okay. up the telephone now bye, bye. <laughs> turn on narrator toggle switch on gdgcpodcast at
0: gmail.com now um